Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church and School right here in the heart of Chicago. I pray that you find hope and peace in the message of Christ and Him crucified for you in your life right now. Thank you for listening. And please, if you'd like to support the mission going on right here, uh, please go to our webpage, stjames-lutheran.org to donate. Thank you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Don't you love getting those uh, notes just at the right time? You ever got something like that? Tough day? Tough week? I don't know. Real stressed. <laughs> I remember one time it was, uh, it was a church, church deal, and it's just like, you know, you just hit a lot of, didn't hit a lot of bases that week, you know? A lot of, a lot of strikes. Not feeling good, I don't know, or just thinking like, ah, oh, it's all kind of caving in or whatever. Uh, guy, I remember he gets, and this, this happens often, he got an email of someone I think maybe I visited, and it was just positive. It lifted me up, and not just sort of, you're doing a good job, but just pointing me to Jesus. And I think, I think uh, especially this one time, just talking about how much she loved St. James. You know, it just kind of like came at the right time, lifted my spirits. And I would say, I would say, that's what Scripture is all the time. Like, you don't need to wait for a letter to come to you. Open up God's Word. Read a psalm. I strongly encourage it. I believe that it'll do the same thing to you. Well, the church in Thessalonica, I think they kind of needed this letter that Paul wrote, this letter to them, because they had gone through some crazy times. Paul had just gotten there, and uh, Luke in Acts, in chapter 17 of Acts, tells us how uh, Paul went to the synagogue and, and went to Scripture and convinced them, both Jews and Greeks, that Jesus was the Messiah. Not only that, but he was supposed to die and rise for them. It was necessary that that isn't sort of a strange thing about God, but the cross is the very essence of God. Suffering for sinners, laying his life down for you. So Paul had taught them this, and they had come to faith in this, that Jesus was Lord, just like the song says, what a beautiful name, that God was not against them, Nor was God demanding of them, but he actually came in Christ and forgives and loves and will raise them up. And they came to faith. But immediately after they came to faith, a number of people in the town began to raise up some some 'er ne'er-do-wellers, began to raise up opposition, started lying to the mayor, going to the leader of the synagogue that Paul was spreading some crazy, weird religion or that that Paul was telling people like they were trying to trap Jesus in, right? Should you give to Caesar? Should you pay taxes? Always a good argument, by the way, right? A theological argument. So they were trying to raise up a rabble-rousing bunch of people, and they did, and they started to persecute uh, the Christians there, 
to uh, throw them out of the synagogue, to actually become violent. They violently removed Paul from Thessalonica. He was beaten, bruised, etc., nearly died. So they probably could use a little pick-me-up letter. And so Paul writes it. Look what he writes here. It says a lot about what does it mean to be church. Paul says this. He writes, I'm sorry. Why do I keep on passing it? He begins, Paul, Silvanus, and Timothy. It's how you were taught. You used to be taught to write a letter, right? To the church of the Thessalonians and God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace. Good beginning, right? Salutations. And then he begins by saying this. We give thanks to God always for all of you. Good and bad. Sinners, whoever they are. Little, weak. All of you, Paul says. Constantly mentioning you in our prayers. I love this. Remembering before our God and Father your work of faith, labor of love, and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul was a little blown away at this church, this little church in Thessalonica. In fact, you can go there. Uh, we'll probably be visiting that, I think, next June if you're going to join our Bible Land cruise. And you're going to find ruins. They didn't even have a building back then when Paul's writing this. They were meeting in the synagogue, actually, and maybe people's houses. But over time, a church was built there, a building, like there was all around the Mediterranean. And at some point, it might have been a beautiful big church, but now it's ruins. So you might not find the building where this church was at. But you, you too know about these Thessalonians, don't you? As Paul is talking about them, the people of God. And Paul says that we remember, right, your work of faith and labor of love. For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you. Wouldn't you love to hear that? When Thessalonians are going through tough times, Paul says he has chosen you. This is not an accident. This is not just some other movement, popular fad. God has chosen you. I know it doesn't look like that. He has chosen you. Because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. What impressed Paul was not miracles. They didn't come to faith because of miracles or great successes or glory. But in the midst of affliction and suffering... They held on and believed in the suffering God who is Jesus. That even blows Paul's mind. He marvels at that. That's a miracle. If they would have faith. He goes on and says, You know what kind of men we proved to be among you for your sake, and you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction. With what? I love Kathleen pointed this out in our Bible study downstairs. In much, uh, you receive the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit. So that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. To the whole surrounding area. They heard about you, even though suffering, even though persecuted, believed, had joy. 
Wouldn't you love to have that kind of joy? Even in the midst of suffering? Would you like to have a little happiness? Would you like it if your happiness wasn't dependent upon your situation? So your life wasn't constantly up and down, like mine is, by the way, right? You're really like Michigan State, the game yesterday, right? I was feeling pretty, I was not feeling good about the game, by the way, but it didn't help. (laughs) Wouldn't you like it if you were not tied to your circumstance? If your peace was not tied to what's going on around you? That's power. And that's what happened to the Thessalonians. Even though difficult times were around them, even though affliction, they had joy in their suffering even. And why is that? Because they learned about a God that would not abandon them. A God like no no other God they've ever heard of before. A God that doesn't demand, hold things over them. But a God that would send his son to die for them. That they're forgiven. That they'll rise again. That gives you joy no matter what the circumstances. In fact, maybe in difficult circumstances is when that truth and promise really pop up. as something you really need to hear at that right time and right place. And he goes on, he says, For not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere so that we need not say anything. Paul's hearing about the people in Thessalonia. People marveling during suffering. They still love the Lord and they love one another. People saw the faith in the actions of the Thessalonians as they loved each other as they loved their community, even despite what was happening to them, and they loved their enemy, and they had peace and joy, and they shared it with others. This is Paul's letter to the Thessalonians. It's a pretty good pick-me-up. God has chosen you. Does Paul have a letter for you? For St. James. Now, first, good Bible reading. When you read scripture, you read this letter, you don't sit and think Paul's writing to you personally. You listen to who the people are, you learn that context, and you really listen to Paul as he's talking to the Thessalonians. That's very important. The same thing for the Old Testament, by the way. (laughs) It's not all about you. But, Does God have a letter for you? Can we say that God has chosen you? Absolutely. I am your letter, quite frankly. That's what you call a pastor. And I'm telling you what Christ specifically says and Paul teaches that you have been chosen in baptism. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're suffering. I know our life is not as bad as the Thessalonians, I suppose. But you know what? At the same time, I think it is. Because it's all relative. You know what I mean? When you were young, you thought the world was ending when this or that happened. Now you look back and say, how silly. Because you know what? It's relative. I know you too know what affliction is. Especially I know our 20s groups or whatever nowadays at work, I hear this all the time when we get together... 
I'm not saying persecution, but definitely embarrassment of saying I go to church. And the work culture out there, I might be wrong, this is time and time again, people (laughs) talking about their work culture, and Jesus or the faith or going to church ain't something you talk about. And maybe might make you look stupid. I can't believe I'm saying that. You said this to me way too many times. But you know, it doesn't have to be that. You know what suffering is. Because you too have, let your, have had your gods let you down. You also know what it means to be scared about health, to look death in the face, to lose someone you love, and to be frustrated with your sin. I think you get the Thessalonians just fine. And today, here's your letter, St. James, and you, God has chosen you. In baptism, marked you, you are his. It's not an accident. And he has done it with not just word, but with power and conviction. You are his personally. And friends, St. James has been chosen by God to be here at this time and this place. This is not an accident. And will one day people say how our faith sounded forth? Will one day, will others hear about how St. James loved one another? When you went to St. James, they took care of one another. When you went to St. James, there was a certain grace and a forgiveness for one another. And yes, there's hardships, and sometimes we butt heads, but somehow the grace of God and the mercy of God healed relationships. Will they say that about St. James? Will our faith sound forth in word and deed? And will they say one day, you know, St. James... Share the gospel. Will people right now in this city, when they think of St. James, will one day, will everybody know about St. James? And whether they're a Christian or not, whether they ever come to faith or whatever, will they say, St. James cares about me? Their God must care about me. Not just to get me to sit in the pews. Can we have a letter like that? I believe so. I believe the tradition of St. James over the years has, been doing, has done amazing things in this city. God has raised it up to be a light in this world. And that's what we're talking about when we talk about building on Christ, impacting lives, is exactly what Paul is talking about when he talks with the Thessalonians, right? Their faith and word of their faith has gone forth everywhere that they not need to say anything for they themselves report concerning us the kind of reception we had among you and how you turn from God, turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God. This campaign that we're talking about is not some kind of tactic. It's not a business plan. This is what we've been called to do. God has chosen St. James to be here at this time and this place. To love one another in this toxic world. And to not let anybody down out there who are living in affliction, who are living with shame and with guilt, who are living with fear, and who are just living in this toxic world. We've got something special that's been given to us. We've seen how dumb our idols are. 
and demanding and pointless and dead. And we have seen how awesome God actually is and loving. May it be said of us that our faith sounded forth in the next couple of years. And for you, ask yourself, what is God calling you to do? Who's around you? And I don't mean be part of some major program at church, but in your daily life, who is around you that needs hope and peace? What's going on in your world where you could make a difference, where you could say something kind to someone, where you could share forgiveness with somebody or talk about the resurrection with somebody? Because God has chosen you at this time and this place to be a light in your world as well. May the Lord continue to do that here at St. James. In Jesus' name, amen.